Thank you for listening to the Streams Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We are a community that strives to know Jesus and make Him known. If you like our podcast, subscribe and leave us a great rating on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, and we hope you enjoy. Amen. Okay, Galatians 2.20. Here's what Paul says. What actually took place is this. I tried keeping the rules and working my head off to please God. Working my head off to please God. And it didn't work. So I quit being a lawman so that I could be God's man. Christ's life showed me how and enabled me to do it. I identified myself completely with him. Indeed, I have been crucified with Christ. My ego is no longer central. Ouch. It's no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. I'm no longer driven to impress God. Christ lives in me. The life, I, the life you see me living is not mine, but it is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself to me. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. That is a hard one. That is varsity. That is pro level. Not living for my ego, not living for my desires, my ambitions, but truly saying, God, you can have all of my life. I'm going to read New Living Translation. I, I, in, my, in my version, this, this really popped out to me. It says, for when I tried to keep the law, I realized I could never earn God's approval. So I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have realized I could never earn God's approval. So I died to the law that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ. I myself no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So I live my life in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. As I was reading this, there was a couple phrases that really popped up. Paul says, I tried, I realized, I died, and I live. Those four things. I tried, I realized, I died, and I lived. So this message is entitled, Don't Die Trying, But Die Trusting. Don't die trying, die trusting. What the heck are you talking about, Sean? Well, see, in the first, the first one, Paul tried to accomplish his deep desire. And we see his deep desire because he says, I was trying to keep the law in order to please God. And it seems as if we all have our own deep desires, right? We all have deep desires that influence our behavior. We're trying to do this in order to accomplish our deep desire. And for some of you, maybe you want the approval of God or other people. It's hard for you to say no. Anytime you're asked, you, you want to have this image. You want to communicate like, I'm a likable person, and I want to try to uphold this facade. And for Paul, he says, I want to accomplish the law. I want to do every little tiny detail in the law because that'll equal approval to God. For some of you, your deep desire might be, I want respect. I want to be important, or I want to control the situations. I want to control my life. I want to have a plan. I want to have goals. When I open my pantry, I want everything to be in order and all these things, right? Where are you? 
Okay, I, I know, I know you're out there. You're, you're embarrassed a little bit, it's okay. Or maybe your deep desire is like, hey, I wanna live life to the fullest. I wanna have money, I wanna have options, I wanna have things, I want maybe love, I want to get a spouse, I wanna have family, I wanna have friends, I want these things in my life. Maybe for you, you're like, well, I'm married, but I really wanna change my spouse. <laughs> I wanna change how that works, I wanna improve my marriage. And you know what, I wanna, I wanna give a word out to the singles. You are important here. You are welcome here and you are whole. Whether you're married or single, you are God's, you are created in God's image. And you know what? You are important. There's a reason that Paul says, hey, it's a lot easier to serve God without, with, with being single. Like singleness can be a gift. And so you know what? I, I think it's amazing that God's called some people to be single and some people to be married. So man, we, we love that you're here. Um, maybe you're like, hey, I want to do a better job than my parents, or I want to provide for my family. I want to give my children a better life than I had. I'm not sure today what you say your deep desire is. But this list, I look at it, and you know what? Paul's desire to follow the law is really not a bad thing. And your desires might not be a, quote, bad thing. But the problem is, is are they God's desires for you? Does your desires coexist with God's design for your life? And if not, are you willing to bend? I think that's what happened with Paul. He hit a wall and boom, he realized that second phase. He realized that he was not going to please God, even if... He accomplished the impossible goal of following every letter of the law. And this is a very difficult roadblock to hit. When you want something, you want to provide for your family, and you're working hard to get a job, but it doesn't seem to work. And you realize, man, I don't feel like I'm good enough. I don't feel like I have the skills and the abilities to accomplish what I want. Or you hit this roadblock and you're like, you know what, I want to lose weight, but no matter how hard I try, it just doesn't work. Or I want to fight this disease and no matter what I do, no matter what treatments I take, no matter what advice I follow, it seems like I never am able to do it. Or for you students, maybe you want to make the football team. Maybe you want to get that part in the play. And no matter how hard you practice, no matter how hard you try, it doesn't work out. You don't get the straight A's. You don't get the honor roll. You don't get the promotion that you thought. I challenge you that in all of this trying, when you hit a roadblock, maybe take a pause and ask God, what are you trying to teach me? Do you want me to go through this door? Do you want me to accomplish what my desires are? Because I am really trying and I'm realizing that it's not working. Is there a shift that I need to make? Because oftentimes God will change you before fixing your circumstances. <laughs> if this was right, then I would be better. If she would just shut the cabinet doors, then my marriage would be good. If he would be less prideful or less angry, then 
this. Or if I just was able to, to get out of debt, this would happen. What, whatever the situation is, they're good things. But are you willing to adjust and say, you know what, God? Your will be done. Your will be done. Because this next bracket where Paul says, I died, that is a difficult scenario to get to. And I hate that he uses a, a type of death in this scripture. He didn't say like, I softly and peacefully passed away in my sleep. He says, no, I have been, oh, come on, don't use that word. I've been crucified with Christ? No, I don't want to die that way. Uh, I'll, I'll share my story a little bit with you next week. We're going to continue in Philippians chapter 3. But I've, I've had some things that I've had to die to that were very painful, that lasted a very long time. Because there's such a fight in you to do what you want to do, to have that control to say, God, come on, get on my plan. Get on my page. Like, I'm... I want to do this. I want to have a good marriage. I want to be successful. I want to lose weight. I want to... And God says, no. And Paul says, I had to die. I had to die to my desires. I had to die to my wants. And this pruning process, this stripping process is very, very challenging. I feel as if we do have a choice and how long that process takes. One of Susie's things that, that she hates is the dentist's office. <laughs> if, if, uh, yeah, she hates the dentist. Like, there's just some bad things that has happened to her and her teeth, like just unfortunate things. And oftentimes I'll be with her in the dentist chair and not one time do they strap her to the dentist chair or they pull out the handcuffs and just strap her down to the arm of that chair and I think about like honestly she's free at that point like if the dentist numbs her all up and he gets that and you you smell that stench and you're like uh oh this is really wrong I am out of here like you could be like nope, nope I'm taking out the gods get out I'm, and she could just walk right out of the chair all numb and ah, I'm out of there like she could she could exit that process she could take a time out, be like, no, you're causing me pain and discomfort. I'm out of here. But the problem wouldn't get fixed. And sometimes we're like, God, no way, time out. <laughs> I'm going to get distracted over here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go shopping. I'm going to just zone out. I don't want to deal with the pain that you're trying to bring into my life. Yet Paul says, I die. I am crucified with Christ. And God's patient with us. You can take a time out, but maybe you're not going to get healed or whole or be on the same design page as God until you let that full process go through. And that's hard and heavy and painful. But God is doing a good work in your life. There's some people like I just see the grind in your life and you're trying, you're doing the right things and you're realizing this isn't working and you're just like, God, what are you doing? 
Why don't I see victory? Why don't I see breakthrough in this scenario? And that leads us to the last point where we begin to live. And how do we do that? We trust in Christ. We trust in Christ. Uh, Galatians says, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So this life that I live in my earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I think it's interesting. He says, (laughs) he added earthly body in there. (laughs) He didn't say in my emotions, in my spirit. He says, no, the life I live now in this earthly body that I'm stuck in, (laughs) that causes me pain, that I wake up and I wake up with pain, that I wake up and I have to deal with hunger and sickness and (laughs) all of my body's needs. Like this life I live now on earth, I'm going to live for you and I'm gonna trust you. So what this means is when, when we have thoughts that come against us, thoughts that says you're not doing enough or your God isn't for you or how come you didn't get the promotion, you're not good enough, God's forgotten you. You just have to say, no, I'm going to choose to live and trust God's words in my life, his truth in my life. I'm going to shut that down. I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to try to live for myself any longer. I'm going to live for God. That's varsity. That's Super Bowl level Christianity. That is hard. But not trying to live the life that you want, but saying, Lord, I lay it down. I'm not going to die trying to get what I want out of this temporal world, but I'm going to die trusting. I'm going to go to my grave, and every day I'm going to say, I want to live for you. I want to die that way. I want to die to where my life is on his foundation. Because Paul could have said, you know what? I'm in prison I am not liking my circumstances. I am giving you all I have, God. If he had a chance to complain or be critical or be why God, it was Paul. And I even love Pastor Lloyd's philosophy. He says, hey, I'm I'm dealing with this sickness, but never is God's goodness on trial. Never is God's goodness on trial in my life. So the life I live, I'm going to trust that you are doing something good. That there's a purpose in this pain. There's a purpose in your plan. So in closing, the band can come up. But I just want, I want to have you just ask yourself the question of what does trusting God look like to you? If you were to trust God, would you treat your spouse different? Would you have a better attitude about your present circumstances? How would you treat your teachers or your fellow students? Or how would you work at your job if you trusted God? Heavenly Father, thank you, God, for your word. Um, Lord, we want to lay down our ambitions. And I know it's difficult, but I pray that the suffering and the challenges that people are facing 
are evidence of your work in their life. And God, I pray that you would give them encouragement, that in their brokenness, that you would be strong. And that God, you are building something wonderful and would you encourage them to keep going, to keep living, to keep trusting, and to set our sights on heaven. In Jesus' name.